Welcome to the Health Pulse podcast. I'm Dr. Connor Delaney, CEO and President of Cleveland Clinic Florida. I'm delighted that today's guest is Mayor Peggy Brown of the City of Weston. Peggy served as City Commissioner of Weston from 2016 to 2020 prior to her election. She is Weston's fourth mayor and first female mayor. Welcome to the podcast, Peggy. Uh, thank you, Dr. Delaney. It's my pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Please share uh, with our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I'll be brief. Um, I will tell you that I grew up here in South Florida in what was Dade County. And following high school, I went into the United States Coast Guard where I served for four years honorably. Following that, I was able to continue on with my college education, at which time my undergraduate and graduate degrees are in clinical psych. And then uh, when I returned here to South Florida, I continued on with a master's and doctoral program in conflict analysis and resolution. Both have served me well professionally and currently as an elected official. I am married for 40 years. This past Sunday, we celebrated our 40th. I have two daughters and three grandsons. And um, I have to tell you, when I decided to go into um, becoming an elected official and deciding to run for office, it was done. It was done primarily. I was working with special needs groups in our in Broward County, and most specifically seniors. And recognizing that it was very difficult to get funding for seniors, or more importantly, the attention that's necessary for dealing with our senior community, I thought, what better way? I'm not a, a sports celebrity nor a celebrity, but politicians um, have some influence in our community. And I thought, what better way than to run for office? And that was part of the impetus of making the determination to run. So I'm happy that I'm here. And I've been back in Weston since 1999. Well, Peggy, that's a lot of service, and I, I do bet the conflict management um, comes in to help because I know from senior roles how many things come up that we have to uh, talk to people and manage teams and things like that. Maybe, maybe as Mayor Weston, you could give us a brief overview of some of your priorities for the city. I would have to say that my priorities are probably very similar to the other 31 municipalities here in Broward County and any other elected official. The primary responsibility that any elected official has is public safety, and that's our fire and police response. Those are um, critical and integral to our community and the quality of life of our residents. Second, I would have to suggest that fiscal responsibility and viability is another critical issue, and I think that's what residents look for in their leadership, that um, we're, <laughs> we're not spending taxpaying dollars to... Uh, too frequently without necessary reasons. Probably the third one, and it's very subjective, but I would have to say either maintaining the quality of life and or looking to improve it in various ways. And we do that, um, this very conversation is how our community engagement involvement, what, not only with the residents, but how do we bring resources to the residents so that they feel that they are heard, that they're um, their tax dollars are going specifically to programs that enrich their lives, not only themselves, but their families as well in the community. That's great. I bet the community are very happy to have that kind of support coming from you. <laughs> um, as Cleveland Clinic Florida, we're really proud partners of the Western YMCA, and we collaborate with them to provide great programming for the community. Um, could you outline some of those programs, maybe? Oh, most definitely. And... Um, I'd encourage everybody that's listening to this podcast to please go to the Weston website at westonfl.org. 
But just as an overview, I know that Cleveland Clinic, um, as well as the city of Westnet, have partnered with the YMCA uh, Family Center with a number of programs. Um, one specific and probably close to your heart is Raise the, it's called Raise the Bar for Good Health. And that's in collaboration and support through Cleveland Clinic Hospital. So it's basically a healthy habits series. Ideally, it's based, it's closing the clinic to community gap. We wanna make sure that people know that it's, we see Cleveland Clinic Hospital, but it's more than that. It's prevention, it's education. How do we provide those services and educate the community on prevention? Like before you have to get to that point to uh, go to the emergency room or be hospitalized because we wanna keep people healthy. So some of the series are Ask the Doctor, Meet the PT, we do nutrition, and it's also a healthy habit series. But more importantly, something we recognize coming out of COVID is there is a mental wellness program that deals with stress management, depression, anxiety. Sadly, some of the things that occurred, there was an increase in domestic violence. So there is a domestic violence awareness program. Um, it discusses holiday health because we know there's a lot of anxiety, depression, and expectations both realized and unrealistic expectations. And then we also talk about our current culture of parenting uh, young adults during this time. Aside from that, uh, the YMCA also provides a lot of programming through our summer camps. Um, probably the best prevention is to make sure we're out there and be becoming physically healthy through exercise and programs. We have a number of sports leagues. I don't think that there's anything in the city of Weston if it comes to athletics that the city doesn't offer through the YMCA cooperation. So, and yeah, of course, thanks. Cleveland Clinic support. So, yeah, it's, it's impressive. And I, I think that emphasis on wellness and mental health, particularly coming out of the pandemic, is really important for, for society, really. Um, another group, obviously, that's it's challenged is. Um, our senior population, maybe particularly over the, the pandemic, but I know the city of Weston provides many opportunities for seniors to stay active and engaged. And maybe you'd outline some of those programs. Um, yes, it was pretty, it was very difficult during COVID. We had to come up with um, some innovative ways. And as you might imagine, not all our seniors are very savvy or technologically savvy. So we were able to do that. I know the Y had some programs and there were other various not-for-profits um, that provided services in that respect. But something that we do, and we do a lot through our BSO, um, public safety and fire safety. One of the ones we do is the falling prevention program. Um, I don't have to tell you a number of um, how a fall for a senior can be fatal. And so we actually have educational programs and teaching our seniors that. And it's called, we also do one, uh, well, it's actually called STED. So it's Stopping Elderly um, elderly accidents and deaths. So it's called STED, S-T-A-D. So that can be found on our website as well. Our other programs are we have 55 plus club meetings. Um, so we allow them, where, why that's important is because it deals with socialization and engagement. We know that that's critically important to uh, mental health. So it seems kind of remedial to say, yeah, they get together and play bingo and mahjong and Maybe they do arts and crafts and flower arranging, but that's also still critically important for the engagement and socialization. Something else we do is we do senior safety programs. Sadly, um, 
a lot of our seniors become uh, are victimized and it leads to very stressful incidents for them where they have been um, scammed by predators that are either you know swindling them out of funding um, maybe providing services that are not necessarily and it's fraudulent behavior so we're always on top of that and that led actually to a program that we have called salt which is seniors and law enforcement together the idea behind that is for seniors, we do training that they're aware of what's going on. So if they suspicion something is, uh, it could be a whole host of things. They're, they work in collaboration with our law enforcement. All of these programs are critically important because the last thing we wanna do is as you're aging, aging is to add additional anxiety to an already uh, difficult and challenging process of aging. We do have blood pressure checks. So anybody, most often as seniors, can go by any one of our fire departments and have their blood pressure checked. Uh, something else we do is we used to have the tennis center, but it's now called the racket club. And why is it the racket club? Because during COVID and probably prior to COVID, pickleball became very important. It's actually a nice sport because there are reduced levels of injury as compared to um, tennis. And we have a large number of the senior population participating in that. We do have other programs through the Bonaventure Town Center, which is a uh, community-owned uh, facility, and they do a lot of issues as related to health education, nutrition there as well. And again, it's all about socialization. Last but not least, the YMCA. Again, in collaboration, we have senior groups there. We do um, stretching exercises, health classes, health education, and they do water aerobics very early in the morning, way too early for me to get up. <laughs> wow, Peggy, that's an amazing portfolio of offerings. And tell you the end of some days in recent weeks, I wouldn't mind signing up for some of those stretching classes myself. <laughs> but I love the emphasis on safety and falls, which really are so impactful for, for senior uh, members of the community and also the communication. I, I think the opportunity for people to come together and just talk, especially after so many people staying home with COVID, that's, that's really wonderful and, and really helpful. So I, I know as well that each February Weston hosts a free Weston Community CPR Day uh, with a goal of getting as many people as possible to learn CPR. Um, Cleveland Clinic's been a proud sponsor of this event and obviously we hope to continue our involvement. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that and if the date has been selected for 2023. Well, it's interesting you would ask that. Uh, yes, it's gonna be in, again in February, uh, 2023. The exact date I don't know, last year's was on the 22nd. And I do wanna acknowledge and thank Cleveland Clinic for being the major sponsor for this activity. So it's not just CPR or Stop the Bleed. They also provide training on AED and for Heimlich. And what's really critically important about this, and I, again, I'm, I'm telling you something you already know, but for the public, is that in as little as four minutes, the, it can be severe brain damage. And for every minute past that, there's a likelihood of a 10% reduction in, in viability. So there's a likelihood that somebody could be, it could be a fatal outcome. So it's critically important that time between the injury and the time between the, whether it's you know, a heart related issue, whether it's a drowning, whether it's a accident, like a kitchen accident or whatever, every minute counts. So why is this important? It's important that all our residents are trained. It is free, it happens once a month. And of course on CPR day in February, that's one day totally dedicated to this. We meet out at the regional park. 
in our community center and the why, and we do a full day's program on this. So if anybody's interested, again, it's something that you can call our fire safety. A little lesser known thing is something that we're doing, um, and I should probably talk about this as far as a new initiative, but we were just recently um, presented, we had a press conference recently on this called MOSS. It's called Making Our Schools Safe. So Lori Aladaf, whose daughter Alyssa was a victim of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas tragedy, started this Make Our Schools Safe, which is making sure that we have a stop of the bleed kit in every classroom within our schools, both public and our charter schools within our cities. So a group of kids, high school kids, at St. Bay High School got together and they started a program and continue to raise funds and provide training so that all our classrooms can have these kits. So not just in the main areas like the cafeteria and auditoriums, these are now going to be placed in every classroom, uh, any place that you see any kind of gatherings that will be a stop the bleed kit and, and training is also provided as well. So we're very excited about that, that it originated with our own children, our own uh, Cypress Bay High School students here locally. I think that's another, another very helpful program for the community. <laughs> so yet another event you host in City Weston is the Commission Cup. Um, what exactly is the Commission Cup and how can our local listeners get involved? Well, it used to be called the Mayor's Cup, but when I took over as mayor, um, first off, not everything's about me. And I said, listen, I sit with four other elected people and we all participate. So uh, from here on out, when we do anything collective as a city presenting, especially programs, and in this case, this uh, Get Fit Challenge, I want to make sure that they know our entire leadership is involved so that we are collaborative. So it's now called the Commission Cup, and this is simply put, it's a 1K walk for our elementary school students and their families to participate in. It's done in conjunction with what we call the Get Fit Challenge. Now, during COVID, it was a little more difficult, but we did do a virtual um, Get Fit Challenge. And now physically, you can go to one of six locations. And what will happen is that you're assigned different things as related to health education, nutrition, physical fitness, emotional fitness. The idea is to get the schools in our community to register and sign on. Again, it's another free event. What happens is it culminates with the Rotary Club of Weston, who's very philanthropic, and they actually do a run. It's basically a Rotary run for tomorrow. So you have the Get Fit Challenge, you have the Commissioner's Cup, and you have this Rotary run for tomorrow. It's all done and coordinated down at the Cypress Bay High School. This last year, we had an amazing amount of attendance. I can only believe it's because everybody's so welcome getting back out, seeing each other, and it was a beautiful activity. The, the elementary school that has the most enrollment actually walks away with acknowledgement and cash prizes that go back into their physical fitness programs. So it's really kind of interesting. It's kind of neat. And we're all excited to be part of that. I bet that's an impressive Another <laughs> impressive option for getting the community engaged. That's really good. Really good. Finally, are there any other healthy living initiatives um, that you want to mention? You've already mentioned a lot, but just wondering if there's something that we've missed. Okay, I'm excited about some of these because I uh, specifically participate in these. So I am on the executive committee uh, for HAPPY. It's helping autistic adults perform and excel. 
So in collaboration with the University of Miami and Nova Southeastern, as well as the Stanford University and their neurodiversity, we actually do programs that help um, provide education for autistic adults. So not that they're just getting a job, but they're actually developing career skills. So that are lifelong independent skills. And I think when we look at special needs populations, we limit it as like, oh, well, you know, here's what you can do, not, not targeting what the possibilities are. So we've, we've engaged with a lot of uh, corporations, uh, large businesses and so forth. We work with Broward College and some of the programs there are specifically like avionics. So that's very exciting. And we know that there's a large portion of the population um, that are somewhere on the spectrum. So that's a very uh, exciting program to be involved with. But more importantly, the city of Weston was just recognized um, at this last meeting as being an autistic friendly city. We are the second one in the county following Parkland to be identified as such and awarded um, recognition. What does that mean? It means that we have trained all our staff on being autistic sensitive and, and basically culturally sensitive and communication. It might mean changes in signage in our community. It may convey to changes on our website, how to best navigate and reduce anxiety, but still be able to access the information you need. More importantly, it's just a, um, it's a great deal of sensitivity and awareness in our city. And there's always, it's a very fluid and dynamic process because there will always be the evolution and things changing in that space, but that's very exciting. So we are, we are an autistic friendly city. Second, one of the things I participate on is uh, WAY, which is called the Western Alliance for Youth. And that is under the uh, support of the United Way of Broward County. And that program is signed. So I sit on that advisory council because my background being um, clinical psych and education, what we do is provide um, town hall meetings for our high school students. Uh, the most recent one we had about a month or so ago dealt with issues as related to cyberbullying, the social media, uh, issues as related to academic performance and pressure. What does all that look like? Um, the influence of illegal substances, vaping. So the, it's led by the children. We do have a therapist, a licensed therapist present in the event that um, there is something that a parent wants to know or a child wants to know. We make, want to make sure they're getting accurate in, uh, information from a therapist. Uh, it's great. I think we had about 60 kids at the last event. The questions were coming and going. The parents were involved. And we continue to do those workshops throughout the community, whether it's in the community center, whether it's at the high schools. It's something to continue to be engaged and keep our um, young people talking about mental health wellness. Um, I'm also involved with SOFIA, South Florida Institute on Aging, because I mentioned earlier that aging is a huge issue in our community. Uh, Florida is like, I believe, maybe after the 2020 census, we might be the second largest community of seniors, but I do know we are at least the third largest community of seniors. It's critically important that we find and identify resources. Sometimes the best um, access to them is the people that you know, and the people that you know are often a lot of times people in our community, our leadership. So I want to make sure I have the pulse on every program that's available that they know about. So again, that's one of the things that we're involved in. I think primarily what I'd like to emphasize as a result of initiatives is that people really do connect with our city, that um, they can actually go onto our website and sign up for e-notifications 
and our e our Newsday Tuesday letter. It's free. We do not sell these lists. Nobody has access to them except the city of Weston staff. And e-notifications will provide you if there is a, a, a crisis in our community, whether it's a weather alert, a safety alert, whatever the circumstances are, instead of relying and looking to um, maybe inaccurate information that is uh, prevalent on social media, that they're getting it directly from our city and if it involves first responders, you're getting it directly from our Broward Sheriff's Office in Weston District. So it's critically important that people sign up for it. But I, I think, um, I just really wanna say in closing that I'm really, I wanna thank you for providing these podcasts because these are one way, this is just one way as well to get information out to our residents. And we all know that information and education is power, so. Well, it's a pleasure. And I would just say thank you, Peggy. You've outlined an amazing array of programs that you have for, for the citizens in our community. Um, you've been a fantastic partner for us at Cleveland Clinic here in Weston. Um, so it's really great and look forward to exploring more opportunities to collaborate in the future. Maybe you'd remind listeners again about the website. I think you said westonfl.org. Correct. You can go to westonfl.org. Dot org. Now, for specific events, you can do slash events, but at the very top on the left hand, you'll see I want to, and there'll be a pull down menu. And one of the things I recommend is people sign up for the new, uh, Newsday Tuesday, it's a real <laughs> uh, tongue twister, and e notifications. Again, these lists do not go out to anybody else, so your information is secure. You will get messages sent to, uh, based on your preferences, email or a text message to your phone, and or you will get the newsletter that tells you about every event. So in February, when we're doing CPR day uh, with our sponsorship from Cleveland Clinic, all that information will be there, how to register, who to contact. More importantly, you can also go onto our website all the time. And I was looking today to see what programs are listed there. And it will list all the hospital and healthcare facilities in our community. Of course, Cleveland Clinic's hospital is right there. So people can access and identify and be directed to your website as well in the, in the event of an emergency. I know we use that during testing during COVID. We put out a lot of the numbers and information so that people could easily identify where they could receive their immunizations and testing. So I want to thank you for that and everything you did during COVID in support of the city of Weston. You were um, an invaluable resource for all of us. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, Peggy. We were, all of us on the team, we're proud to be able to help. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate your time, uh, all of your insight and all of the effort you're putting into doing all of the many things you do um, and all of the programming that's happening around the city of Weston. Thank to our you. listeners, to learn more about the city of Weston, you can visit, as you heard, westonfl.org. And there's obviously some superb content that's there. And join me next time on our next episode of the Health Pulse podcast. 